Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. E.B., last week was the official kickoff of Season 10. But I don't know about you, now I'm feeling the Halloween spirit. It's October, and this is the original Theme Park Podcast. You guys out there are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike Collins. I'm here with E.B. That's right. It is October. We come back in the off-season in Halloween time because it's our favorite time of the year, and we are kicking it off in style tonight, Mike, with a great Halloween interview at the end of the show. That's right. And also, we're going to have a live trip report from another Halloween haunt. I think this is one of the fun things this season, everybody calling in with a lot of live trip reports from the different parks and the different events, even some that aren't parks, EB. I like it. I think some of the best haunts out there aren't necessarily at the parks. Oh, no, absolutely. That's what we really want is, is those local haunts of the, the scary walkthroughs, the ones that only open up at this time of year. They've been working in that abandoned industrial park all year long to yeah. build this thing, and now they're finally doing it. I like <laughs> It's that. finally open, and you can go through it, and you can send the audio into us. I'm a big fan of the haunts that are in places that are scary just by themselves. Like when you walk by them during the middle of the day, you're like, man, that's a scary building, but yet they're putting a haunt in there. I like that. Yes, absolutely. So that's the time of year. and It's the new season of CoasterRadio.com. So we also have the first edition of our Park Hopper segment. Yes, I'm really excited about this. And of course, like the CoasterRadio.com audience stepped forward. And even Six Flags Great America, who is the first park in the Park Hopper segment, they stepped up as well. Park Hopper. <laughs> you love that boingy sound, I love you? the sound. That's why I always say Park Hopper. <laughs> but that's, that, that comes in the second half of the show. The first half of the show always starts with the first drop. That's right. This is the garbage can edition of the first drop this week, EB. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Head out to the dump. Because that's where we're starting. Okay, so the dudes are in the loop. I love the dudes are in the loop because not in the only loop. in the loop, those guys do a fantastic podcast, but they also have some pretty good videos too. They've got all these dudes all over the country, like just sending in video. And I'm not sure oh, who- anything for you, Clint. <laughs> and I, yeah, they, oh, people, geez. people love Clint Novak, man, and they want to like anything him. for you. <laughs> They want to help out that YouTube channel. And so what has happened is uh, we've been talking about this, I guess, you know, on all the coaster forums and here on Coaster Radio. But they are doing a big refurb of the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure. Yes. Abs- yes, exactly. And we, we this is more than we thought it was going to be, right? Because we were thinking refurb. It's like what? Uh, pick. Coat of paint, do something in the queue line, maybe add a flamethrower. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, they, there were rumors going around about a whole bunch of different things. There were rumors that the launch system would be completely redone. 
Right. Uh, there were rumors that perhaps different pieces of track would be removed and then new pieces of track be put in. Uh, there were also rumors that the whole thing would be scrapped and it would turn into a big B&M flyer. I heard a lot of yes. different things. Yeah, so, yeah, there were a lot of rumors flying around, but right now we know, I mean, I guess we've known for a week now, they're scrapping almost all of it, it seems like. Yeah, right now, uh, and this is what's on the In The Loop website, we'll put a link up there to it, but they've got a video that some guy went to the junkyard, which I think yes, is hilarious. Yes, actually went to the scrapyard where they're recycling the metal. Yeah, and there's big pieces of the Incredible Hulk track just sitting in the junkyard, but what made me kind of opened my eyes, is there are complete Incredible Hulk trains just sitting there in this big pile of trash. It's amazing. Yeah, this made no sense to me. And I I suppose it's just the corporate mindset of, all right, scrap it. Let's move on. Let's get this done. Because that was my question when I first saw this was, why are they throwing those away? They obviously have value. That was my thought, because even if they aren't going to use those trains in the new look, you know, the 2016 version of Incredible Hulk, it, it uh, can't those trains be used for something somewhere like even the parts I, I don't know like could you give away a seat as part of a charity auction is there something you could do with them i don't know I would, i'm just really surprised because i would think that if i mean i'm surprised even the recyclers they must have had to sign something that said you have to throw this away or they might not know what they have i don't know but you would think that if you drag those dumb seats out to i'm thinking like this is i I live in indiana this is how we do it you drag that thing down to the end of the driveway and put a sign on it somebody buy it (laughs) well what we did find out is that the junkyard has a contract with Universal Orlando saying they cannot sell the trash. They cannot remove the trash from the junkyard. It's actually got to be scrapped. So nobody... Why isn't Universal doing that then? They've got a driveway. (laughs) Just set it out there. Seriously, I mean, you would. how much are they going to get for that with scrap? Scrap is selling for, what, 40 cents a pound, a quarter a pound? I don't know. Depending on if it's just uh, random metal or if it's steel prices that they're getting for it. You would think that you could sell a set of four trains to somebody for a thousand bucks. You would think you they would cut th- the four seats out. So you have four seats and then you sell each seat for 200 bucks. Well, what about that roller coaster museum? And then you turn a profit. How about the roller coaster museum? Give them a, a, a row or something or a train. Yeah, you would would think it it. wouldn't be that hard to post on Facebook. Hey, guys, we're throwing away the old trains. Anybody with a flatbed who wants to come grab some. Well, you just it's Saturday yeah. at two o'clock. But what would be the legal reason for not letting? So I was trying to think of one. Is there is there some I safety don't think there's reason? a legal reason? I think unless there's some sort of proprietary technology on a really old ride, which there isn't. Yeah, uh, they, I, I can only think that they are a giant corporation and they just don't care about, you know, whether or not they make or lose a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's interesting to see B&M track. B&M I mean, you track. see this all the time. If you've ever seen a big building getting built, you see the dumpster fill up with all of the construction waste. And you're like, sure. oh, my gosh, I just built <laughs> I just built something in my backyard and I had to buy lumber. I know how much that two by four costs. <laughs> well, it is. I think you're right about the whole corporation thing, because remember when David Letterman went off the air, they just trashed his set. The, right. I, they were p- carrying out big pieces of the backdrop and just throwing it in the garbage. And that's like, I don't know, whether you like David Letterman or not, that's kind of a piece of television history. You're well, and again, it. you would think that you could just post with David Letterman or with anybody, hey, we took down the old curtain from the Letterman show. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope and we'll send you a square. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Come on. I don't know, but they took down the whole New York set that was in the back and, and trashed it. Wouldn't there be some high school somewhere that would use that on their morning news show? Even that, you know, like, wouldn't that be a fun way to let that thing live on? That's just my thought. 
It's just, but, it is very upsetting when you see this sort of like the callous way yes. <laughs> something that people yeah. really care about is treated by the evil corporate overlords. I mean, come on, Knobles isn't chucking out stuff like that. You know, the old trains to the old roller coasters are in the, in you know, the, the, the exec's basement. Exactly. <laughs> They're down in his rec room. Well, the thing that's kind of shocking to me is to see pieces of the Incredible Hulk track. In the garbage. I mean, that, like you wouldn't expect a B&M roller coaster to be there. But then I thought about it a little more, and it's something we don't think about. That roller coaster ran seven days a week, 365 days a year for how many years? Since 1999. So it yeah. has a lot more wear and tear than the average roller coaster that only runs, I don't know, four to six months out of the year. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think the track part makes sense because it's just – it's literally just formed metal. You would – but the the – the trains, the seats, that's where I'm really confused because I yeah. would really think that you would be able to sell those to collectors. I mean, there's got to be enough fanboys out there that would pony up the big bucks to get those. I would think I so, know. too. I was I, just I surprised. Know. It just it seems like a waste to me. And It was interesting. So thanks to In The Loop for starting that conversation with, yeah. uh, with posting that video. Yeah, that good, good stuff. Islands of Adventure, of course, one of the greatest places to have a Halloween event, Halloween Horror Nights. We're probably going to be talking about uh, them coming up in a couple weeks. But tonight, let's go to a live trip report from our own reporter up in Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati John. He was at Kings Island for their Halloween haunt. Hey, Mike and EB. Cincinnati John calling in here from the opening night of Kings Island's Halloween haunt. It is the ninth season for Halloween haunt in its current form, and you know, things are as good as ever. We've got 11 different mazes to choose from, four different scare zones, three different shows. They've got all the roller coasters open, a bunch of different flat rides. Um, so if you're like me and you like to get some night coasters in, this is a perfect time to do it, especially on things like um, The Beast, Banshee, and Diamondback, where you get some different experiences at night. Um, as far as haunts go, we have one new haunt for this year, which is actually a replacement for Club Blood, which was a kind of a haunted biker bar slash strip club. Um, <laughs> but this year it is blackout, and when they say black, they really mean black. I mean, there are no lights on in this place, and you just uh, kind of running your hand along the wall trying to figure out how the heck to get out of here so that was that was pretty cool um unfortunately i think being opening night some of the cast members were um not running it at optimal capacity we'll say but um i think if they can get some of those kinks worked out that one's gonna be really cool skeleton key is back in 2015 yeah and if you guys remember from last year fright lane is the front of the line upcharge that you can purchase when you get to the park and now they it just comes with skeleton key which quote unlocks you know special rooms in five of these haunts mm -hmm. um they did change some of them from last year which which i think is good it keeps people interested three out of the five rooms changed and of those three i think one is a significant improvement the other two were about the same um so if you like the haunts and you like the front of the line stuff you definitely need to um, check out skeleton key Overall, I think Kings Island has a really great selection of haunts and rides uh, during Halloween Haunt. If you're looking for some tips, you know, come on a Friday night. If you like the coasters, now is a great time to do it because all the teenagers are taking their girlfriends through the, the haunted attractions and <laughs> yes. things like that. So it's a great time to, to get some coasters in at night. So uh, it's really great. Had a great time. Uh, you should check it out. Keep up the great work on the show. Love it. Bye. All right. Thank you very much, Cincinnati John, one of our correspondents from Ohio, E.B. That's very nice. That was a great trip report. I could hear everything in the background. I knew he was there, and he was very in-depth. 
that's exactly why we have gotten rid of the phone line, because the phone line just doesn't let you hear uh, what the MP3 recordings do. So that's what we're asking everybody to do this season is to go to the park, pull out your cell phone, uh, go to the you know voice recorder there and email us an MP3 exactly like Cincinnati John there. A lot of good info in that. That was very good. So take, take it from Cincinnati, John, there. Get out into the park. Get out into the haunts. And we want to hear your reports from those haunts. Yeah, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more of those type reports coming up. So let's do one more. Matt from Yorkshire actually called in from Oktoberfest in Germany, EB. Just Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, EB. And he actually got a chance to ride a pretty famous roller coaster at the Oktoberfest. Let's find out how his ride was. <laughs> Chris Gott, Mike and EB, this is calling you from just outside Oktoberfest because if I was in Oktoberfest, I wouldn't be able to hear myself think. I've just ridden Olympia Looping and Alpina Barns, two awesome uh, old Schwarzkopf um, roller coasters, traveling roller coasters. Olympia Looping with five loops, the largest traveling roller coaster in the world. What a blast. Um, Having a lot of fun, drinking a lot of beer. Um, (laughs) Hope to see you guys soon. Love the show. Bye. Matt from Yorkshire there. That is a fantastic guy to go to the theme park with. Actually, we got a chance to meet him at the Cedar Point meetup. That was wonderful. So, yeah, short and sweet. So, thank you. Yeah, I like that. And they have the old Olympia looping there, the Schwarzkopf roller coaster that pulls some serious G's, man. (laughs) That's like that ride at Dorney Park they used to have. Remember that? The uh, Schwarzkopf roller coaster there that had the two loops one after the other? Very similar. Right, right. That thing pulled. That was rough, man. You couldn't ride that more than once. That was, that was a rough ride, but I miss it. I miss it because we, I mean, that was like an old school, you ride up the lift hill, it's so slow, you're worrying what's going to happen when it goes around the corner, like, are you going to make it back? One of those type of rides. Yes. I, no, it was a roller coaster where you really had to, like, brace yourself, you had to prepare yourself mentally and physically to endure that roller coaster, and there's a place for those roller coasters, I think. We all, we all need to ride them every once yeah. in a while, so Matt, that was great. Yeah. Speaking of beer, EB, I want to show everybody here who is watching live. On Tuesday, actually, it's a Monday night when we're recording, but usually it's Tuesday nights live at 9.30. Check this out, EB. I want to show you a Reed's Ginger Brew Butterscotch beer right here in my hand. Perfect for <laughs> Halloween, don't you think? Got it right oh, here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice, Mike. So go. it happened. It happened. I was wondering if you were going to be sharing the fact that now, with Season 10, you are going to be enjoying a Reed's Ginger Brew Black Cauldron Butter Beer. These guys were nice enough to send us upwards of 200 bottles of the stuff (laughs) there's like 200 bottles of this my Mm. house oh yeah Yeah. that's that's tasty yeah so um and i think what was supposed to happen we need to talk i know i know you like the reed's ginger brew butterscotch flavored black cauldron what is it called what's the real name flying cauldron butterscotch beer Flying cauldron butterscotch beer and i know you like it mike and i know you've had several but my question is 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 the 10th as good as the 1st? And more importantly, as we'll find out as the year rolls on, is the 200th well, as yeah. good See, as the 1st? I think, okay, here's what happened. These were supposed to join us at the Cedar Point meetup. They were sending right. them to that. Yes, 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 then yes. Then they said we cannot get them to the Cedar Point meetup because time has run out. We just And they were had such a backlog of orders, they couldn't get them to us. So yep. then the idea was send half to you. And half yep. to me, and then we could both enjoy them. But something got messed up, and they sent 
like all 400 bottles my way. <laughs> and right. So, so I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I get some of these to you? But they're in these big, gigantic, heavy boxes. It would cost a fortune more than we make. It. You can't drop ship something like that. Mike. Exactly. That's not going to happen. I'll well, pick it up. I can pick it up at Christmas time. I'll come back go. to Virginia. OK, good. When you do that, I will hand you uh, a, a big shipment of these and you can enjoy them with me. Excellent. I'll put them up on the roof of the car and drive them back home to. We'll take a we'll take a we'll take a, a photo of like the handoff. Yes. And we, yes. And we'll, and we'll put that up there for the Reed's Ginger Brew people. It should be magical anyway, B. I think that you could, uh, you know, like fly home with them if you like pour some in your gas tank or something. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll use to fuel the car. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like that Harry Potter movie where the kids like flew what, off. What's the the, the triple decker bus? I'll be like that, and yes. I can like squeeze between cars and yes. things. Come on, the night hey, bus. Man. Hey, right. man. Man. The night bus. <laughs> hey, With you that- want to get on Costa Radio, man? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so yeah. So uh, thanks. What to- was it? What was the drive? Hey, Ernie. Ernie, watch out, Ernie. <laughs> New character. I see it coming on. I see oh, it coming no. on. No, okay. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, our first ever Park Hopper segment. We are going to talk about Six Flags Great America, and we're going to be joined by our uh, correspondent from the Midwest. Should be fun. It's coming up Good. right after this. This is CoasterRadio.com. I don't know what's what's happened to me. I just woke up a few minutes ago, uh, and I'm I feel like I've been drugged or something. I'm in this weird bathroom. Uh, there's poop on the walls, and it looks like it hasn't been cleaned in a decade. Uh, it smells in here, too. Oh, wait, what is this? This is a recorder, a tape machine. Let me just play this back here. Hello. I know you well. I've seen your video on YouTube. What is this? And I've heard your many appearances on GhostRadio.com, the original theme park podcast. Well, what? What does this mean? Now you find yourself chained and bound. And if you notice, staring you right in the face is a machine of my own design. Who is this guy? This machine, if you do not meet the requirements set for you, will spray your face with gallons upon gallons of pepper spray. What what is he talking about? To avoid this messy fate, you must get CoasterRadio.com listeners to do their shopping at Amazon.com by going to CoasterRadio.com first. It's a free and easy way to support the original theme park podcast. You have until October 31st. All right. And this time, no Disney security guard will save you. I see it. The pepper spray machine is aiming right at my face. And if you guys out there don't do your shopping at Amazon.com by going to Coaster Radio first, I'm going to get some pepper spray in my face. Oh, oh, please help me. Make this a happy Halloween for me. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm here with EB, and it's time to do that segment we promised, the new segment for 2015 and 2016, EB. You're setting me up for it so I could say, Park Hopper. I know you wanted that boingy sound effect. I love it. That's I, as soon as, When we were coming up with this, we said, all right, we're going to do a different park every week. We got to come up with a really cool name for it. And I was like, Park Hopper. And I was yes. like, Park Hopper. <laughs> but then it has to have a spring sound effect. That's right. Just like the ding. The, 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 that's, the, all I, that's all I wanted out of this whole segment. So, yes. you know, we can review theme parks, all, but I really yeah. just like dumb, goofy well, sound effects. that boing sound effect is like the ding of 2015, I think. Sure. Really what there you is. go. So, okay. So, so what's the park here, Mikey? Because we're not going to do, we're not going to spend a lot of time. This is not the featured segment of no. the episode. This is the quick and easy Park Hopper. Yeah. So we are going to talk about Six Flags Great America this week. It's a fantastic Six Flags Park right outside of Chicago. Uh, there's so much to talk about, and we've got a ton of uh, listener interaction here. But I think what we need, and we're going to try to do this as much as we can, is bring in somebody who knows the park even better than us. And I think the perfect person to do this is a great friend of the show. Uh, we actually got to hang out with him a lot at the Cedar Point meetup. He's yes. a fascinating guy, and he is the 2015 Skee-Ball Olympics champion as well, EB. <laughs> That's right. He is the champion. He won the beloved trophy at the Cedar Point meetup this summer. It's our good friend, CM Venom. Yes. Welcome back to the show, sir. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm so glad to be back on Coaster Radio. Thanks for having Thanks so much for having me. Hold on one second. Let me put down the trophy. See? <laughs> the beautiful trophy, which, of course, adorns a, a very prominent place in my home office, the CoasterRadio.com Skee-Ball Olympics Championship trophy, yes. however. Yes. And on a really quick note, I just want to say, after it's, after it's so great to be on here with you guys again, but thanks so much. I've talked to some guys, some folks in the, the Coaster Radio family since may and we're just we want to thank you so much for that wonderful meetup can't wait for next year's just wanted to just totally give you the the, the biggest of applause for that, that uh, was, hey yeah. all right that was so much fun and one of my favorite memories of that is moments after you won and you hoisted the trophy above your head and got huge <laughs> applause from the big group that was there. That was one of my favorite moments of the entire meetup that we had. It was great. It was wonderful. I, I hoisted it. And the, the trick, the thing is, I'm terrible at skee ball. I had the best <laughs> skee ball day of my life there until 2016 when I successfully defended the yes. trophy. But that's neither here nor there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All I know is I got knocked out of the tournament by CM Venom. I was thinking I was going to go all the way to the finals, but I was out in the first round because he, that's like, right. that's he right. blew by me. So he, I was think, I was thinking anybody else was going to go to the finals but me, <laughs> but a happy surprise. So, then, yeah. you know right, what? so we're, we're here to talk about your home park. Is that right? Six Flags Great America. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an olden when it comes to this. Um, I'm about an hour and a half away from this park. I've been going there since it opened in 1976. And so, when, wow. was, it, was it originally a Marriott Park, or did it become a Marriott Park shortly after that? It was a Marriott Park at inception, a pretty much an exact copy of the one that's in, that was in Santa Clara in California. Right. Only in the 80s when they split off and different companies bought them from there. But yeah, it was a Marriott Park, I believe, until 84 when Six Flags bought it. So Okay. There we go. Yeah, it's got a long history. And I mean, if you just go back and like read just some of the websites that are out there, there's so, so much history in this park, uh, you know, being around since 1976. It was, I guess, named Great America because of the big bicentennial celebration. So everybody was very excited. And I don't know. Exactly. And it was a lot more in the early days. It was a lot more like the kind of uh, costuming and theming that you would see at a Disney park, like each individual Orleans place or the Yukon Territory had their own individual costumes for the workers there after 
after Six Flags took over, that completely disappeared. But in the early days, very richly themed park, too. And now, over the years, the greenery has grown out. So it's honestly, I think it's probably one of the more beautiful parks on flat land, if anything else. It can't yeah. compare, obviously, with like a Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, or a Dollywood just because of the terrain. But for a flat park... This place has grown in pretty nicely. Sure. Are there opening day attractions that are still running, like even like roller coasters? Or I know they have the uh, the big carousel that's there, but are, are there other ones that are that are running? There's a few flat rides that actually still run. Uh, the the most notable of anything that actually opens, technically the Demon is a reprofile of something called the Turn of the Century, which replaced two of its bunny hills with loops and did a complete Demon theme. But the Wizard has actually been there since opening day and is one of, I believe only two of that model of Schwarzkopf, I think it's a shooting star, only left in the world. There's one here and one in Colombia. Wow. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a speed racer. Is it's that what it is? Racer. Exactly. It's yes. a, spe- yes, a Schwarzkopf speed racer, and it was called the Willard's Wizard originally because Willard was the president of Marriott. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But then the ride like killed too many people, and so they dropped his name. <laughs> I, I believe those were problems in California, too. They got rid of theirs quite a bit earlier, so I'm not going to take any blame for that at my home park, no. they um, Obviously, because Schwarzkopf no longer in business, the, the park actually keeps one of the trains in the maintenance bay for the entire year out of three, machining parts and keeping one in rehab. They've, they've really committed themselves to keeping this thing exactly where it is and in running shape for as many years as humanly possible. It's a, it's a very strange, unique ride. It's got like a spiral lift that's electrically powered. It's got, uh, it's like sit down toboggan style. It's yeah, really the motors weird. Are, the motors are actually in the cars and it picks right. up the charge on the spiral lift too. Um, I actually remember riding it without any safety restraints at all. You remember a couple of the Schwarzkopf's up until recent years there used to be nothing on there those were a little bit those were strange cars yeah. but it's a it's a good gateway coaster for for people coming in a lot of kids that's their first ride there's no inversions doesn't technically go over i believe like 30 some miles an hour the illusion of speed is there a lot of kids that's their first one moves them up in the in the hobby you know now, so and, and what's the format here, Mike, with, with with going through with our park hopper segment? Do we go through the – because the coasters, is that what we have to do, break them all down really quickly or do we just do highlights because we don't have a lot of time with yeah, this segment? Yeah, I think what we're going to do is go through some highlights and actually see and then we're going to actually read some things that some of the listeners came in. So feel free to like, you know, kind of jump in and, and talk about some of their comments as well. But actually, I guess we can start off because one of the things that we're going to do is always invite somebody from the park on uh, to talk about this as well. So Tess Clausen from Six Flags Great america called in let's take a listen hello coasterradio.com thank you for having us today we're really excited to be featured on today's show Uh, when you ask us here at six flags great america what makes the park unique it really is how many thrills that we have to offer for all ages really our park has an incredible selection for all levels of thrill seekers and we all know that you have to start somewhere when you're going on coasters one of the things that we really pride ourselves on are some of our coasters for kids We have two very important coasters here at the park. We have the Little Dipper and the Wizard. And if you're from the Chicago or Milwaukee area, your first coaster was either the Wizard or the Little Dipper. The Little Dipper originally resided in Kittyland, um, but that park actually closed. And we really couldn't stand to see that piece of history go to waste. So we purchased it. Um, So we're lucky enough now to have those two classic coasters in our park. 
On top of all that, we have some of the most incredible high thrill rides like Raging Bull, um, one of our fan favorites, and of course, Goliath, which opened in 2014 as the world's tallest, steepest, and fastest wooden roller coaster with two inversions, and it's just so intense. So we really have these world-class thrills, these incredibly high thrill extreme coasters, and we cater to some of the younger thrill seekers because you have to kind of have an entry point. So we're really happy to cater to all ages and kind of have a whole family affair with going to a theme park. There we go. Thank you very much, Tess, for calling in with that. That's what we're looking for, EB. A little bit of kind of history of the park, but then also kind of an overview of what the park offers. And I think that's what's cool about Six Flags Great America is that it really is a park that has something for everybody. It's not just a thrill park. It's not just a kid's park. There really is a well-rounded collection there. I think that was really good. Maybe it's not so much tips and tricks, but it's like, okay, you've got 90 seconds. Position your park. Yes. What is yes. what is your park? What defines your park? What makes it special? And I think if you say Six Flags Great America, the what that park is, it's a great collection of roller coasters that everybody can enjoy. Everybody can find a place in Six Flags Great America where they can ride a roller coaster because we've got, what, four different wooden roller coasters that you can ride? There's 10 total. Is that right? 10 or 12? How many? Yeah, there's actually there's there's technically three wooden well four wooden coasters and then um, I believe their total is thirteen that includes I think the Vacoma Speed Racer that's in the kids section. Testo, she really brought up a good point too. The the coaster boy demographic tends to kind of gloss over kids areas. I always tend to take a little bit more notice of them. I don't really try to ride anything, but I want to see the theming and how they lay it out. And this park has kids stuff literally dotted all over the park, with the exception maybe of Kings Island, probably That's one of nice. the best kids lineups that I think I've seen anywhere in my travels. Yeah. Let's go through some of the uh, things that people sent in here, and then uh, CM Venom, I'd like to hear your comments on these two. Uh, ben wrote in, and he said, there are a lot of things you can do at Six Flags Great America, but you have to get to the park early so you can run to the rides. Hmm. He says he <laughs> runs to Demon first because no one ever goes to that first. Then he goes <laughs> over to Viper because it runs faster on the lift for the first 10 trains of the day. Okay. And then after Viper, he runs to Raging Bull while the line is still empty. And he says, if you're lucky, X-Flight's line is still going to be short, and then you go to American Eagle. Does that sound like a, a good plan? I'll tell you right off the bat, that plan's going to succeed because of the very first thing that he said. I put a little notepad up on my other PC with a few points that I wanted to run, and the third one literally is, holy us, get there early, in capital letters. Getting to this park so early, especially for somebody who's coming in from out of town and not a regular who can afford to waste a few days, get there as early as possible. There are two completely separate lines for security, for metal detectors going in, and then a larger section to actually be admitted into the park, but it gridlocks fast. I mean, we're talking, I'm, I would suggest at least getting there almost an hour to at least hmm. it's an hour before the stated opening of the park. Wow. Just for your own comfort, because it can really turn into a mess. Especially now, if I get there, if, if, if you get there that early, will they let you pass through the first barrier of security first and then get up to the main gate? The, their procedure is, their policy is kind of maddeningly vague sometimes. Some days they will allow it. And the problem is there's not a huge amount of space between the first and second checkpoint. So once okay. they hit that point and don't let people in the park, everything comes to a dead stop. They're very efficient when everything is running, but you've got to expect it's going to look like a massive crowd out there. So you got to kind of pick your lane and and be ready. You got to bite the bullet for this one. You're really there. You happy. go. CM Venom confirms Ben. You got to get there early. There we go. Yeah, and, we go. and and you can literally fill in most of the coasters in the back half of the park. Looking at a park map, 
if you arrive early, skip over some of the stuff in the beginning and you'll be perfectly fine. He's yeah. absolutely right. It's great advice. One of the things we're also going to try to do with this segment is talk to you a little bit about food and some other things. Kenny wrote in and said that if you have the new Six Flags dining pass, the food court in front of X-Flight has some really good options, especially the Go Fresh Cafe. And he says the best thing there is a Cuban sandwich on flatbread. So, see, we're getting, like, some specific tips here. I kind of like that. That's good. And I haven't actually stopped in there. That actually is a really good food court for a Cuban sandwich. I mean, I'll drive a good 30, 40 minutes for a good Cuban sandwich. Yeah, and there you go. I'll, I'll check that out, definitely. <laughs> see? Even CM Venom learning some stuff here, too. Uh, Dan, the T-shirt guy, uh, heads to parks all over the country. Of course he has been here. And uh, he called in with uh, this message for uh, the Park Hopper segment. Hey, Mike and EB, Dan the T-shirt guy calling in here to talk about Six Flags Great America. Now, we all know about the great roller coasters there. We all know Raging Bull, X-Flight, and most recently, Goliath. But don't forget about one of the other wooden roller coasters there, Viper. Viper is probably the most underrated roller coaster at that park. It was built in-house in the mid-90s. It is a near mirror image of the famous Coney Island Cyclone. It is butter smooth. It has great airtime and great lateral forces. You gotta make sure you ride Viper at least a couple of times in the very front row. That is the place to be on Viper at Six Flags Great America. Love the show. Keep up the great work and we'll talk to you guys again soon. So good tips from always from Dan the T-shirt guy. I'm assuming he is probably going to be a weekly fixture on this because he's probably been to every park. <laughs> he's got something to say about yeah. every park. <laughs> so, so that's pretty good as well. Uh, Cade wrote in and said this is his home park so he has a ton of tips including uh, he says actually go to Goliath as fast as possible because the ride normally has two hour waits. So he's saying get there quick. Yeah, Goliath, um, there was a thing at least earlier in the year, I'm not sure if they're doing it during Fright Fest, but they would have a controlled walk back to Goliath where they mm. would actually begin the line. From what I've seen this year, wait times are down a little bit. Um, you'll see an average anywhere from 90 minutes to two, two and a half hours on really crowded days. If you want multiple rides on it, your, your two options are to head for it first and then see if you can manage another ride a little later on or bite the bullet and go for one of the flash passes, which... Yeah. Probably does make sense if you've only got one day in the park and want to ride it twice. And it really is worth multiple rides. Very short. I keep hearing a lot of that from a lot of people. Not a, not a wasted, intense bit on it. One of the most fantastic and unique Rocky Mountain coasters in the entire world. So I'm, I'm happy to have it. All right. So this sounds like a fantastic park. I'm glad that we chose this one first because one of the things we wanted to do with this segment is kind of educate everybody out there who may not have been to some of these parks before. And I know we picked this one because it's one that EB and I have never seen. So this is great. This is exactly what we want this segment to be. It's and very I'm waiting, good. I'm waiting for you guys to come up. Yeah. <laughs> now we of know course, you, you'll, you'll be getting the Prince Mike Collins treatment, of course. <laughs> and there we go. Of course. Of course. And w if we ever are out that way, we know uh, who to look up right away for a good Most guy. definitely. Yeah. Um, and if anybody out there has any specific questions about the park or wants to know anything, uh, you can find me on Twitter, CM Venom. Feel free to fire questions at me pretty much any time. I love talking go. about parks. See? Um, can give a lot of information about my home park, so feel free to hit me up. And thank you so much for coming on this first Park Hopper segment. You've made it fantastic. This is great. Hey, guys. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And it's always wonderful to talk to you and wonderful to do anything I possibly can for CoasterRadio.com. All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, CM Venom. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Now, EB, you and I love Halloween. In fact, you are a pretty good home haunter yourself. I know that you I just put up all your stuff. I do my best. I do my best, but nothing like our, our guest that we have on the end of the show here, Mike. This is really exciting for me because I've been following this yes, these guys for yes. a while. One of the cool things about our job is we get to meet people that we see online 
and kind of follow them and, and learn about what they're doing. There is a fantastic home haunt that I think takes the best of theme parks and the best of home haunting and kind of merges them together. And uh, we want to welcome right now somebody who has created, I think, one of the coolest things that is out there for Halloween. It's called Mystic Motel. It is an actual dark ride, like a real honest-to-goodness dark ride, E.B. Yes, absolutely. And we want to welcome him right now. It's Scott Diavanzo and Ashton, co-creators of the Mystic Motel. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for the awesome intro. Yeah, we are so excited. We're excited to have you guys on because uh, we've seen the video. There's a couple ride-through videos of it, it's a dark ride. It's a real dark ride where you get in a car and you go on a track, and you guys have built it right there at your house. That's right, man. And this year we added three ride cars because the line was so long last year <laughs> that we felt bad. It was like two hours long. People are waiting in line for two hours for something that's 38 seconds, you know, for just the ride. So this year we doubled it. So it'll be longer, plus oh. the walkthrough, too, is probably a, a good four minutes. So. It's a little bit longer right now, you know, so that's good. I love now, it. Scott and Ashton, f- first of all, Ash- how old are Ashton, how old are you? I'm 11. 11 years old. I have a 10-year-old Ashton. I don't think he loves Halloween enough. I wish my <laughs> son was a little bit more into it. I, I do have a, a, a six-year-old girl, and she is my helper with Halloween. So she's got, a, she's got a few years to get to 11. But, Scott, this is not the first year. How long have you guys been doing this? This is the third year so we started in uh 2013 right and this and um the original was just in your two-car garage is that right is it still in the two-car garage or is it expanded out of the garage into other parts of the house at this point so it's taken over the whole house i feel bad for my wife actually (laughs) because it must really stink for her but yeah we um started in the garage in the two-car garage in 2013 and that's all it was and we named it Mystic Motel only because there was no room in the garage to put the props on the left and right of the car. Everything had to be above the people. So we named it Mystic Motel Basement Tour. And then we decided in 2014 that, hey, we need to step it up and add the motel walkthrough. So we built the motel walkthrough through our courtyard. And it was a fully enclosed, you know, building that we built in there, all wood. We even were open during the pouring torrential rain downpour that we had the whole time we were open. And um, we were fine because of the structure. And then the rooms around the house that are outside of the courtyard kind of follow it. So all the scenes are not only in the courtyard, but then we open the windows in the house so you can see through. And then there's the motel is actually in the house. Wow. So you feel like you're on this walkthrough, you know, we're, we're keeping you safe, you know, from harm. So we built this path to keep you safe as a theme. That's so right? great. That's so and, great. You know, you know, it's really cool. So we revamped it completely. And, and this year, the, the big thing that I've been seeing you, you added this year was the diner that, and you actually have like real dining. It looks like a diner. You've got booths and everything, right? So, yeah. So, a&W Root Beer, God bless them, here, here in Ladera Ranch, went out of business. And unfortunately, we have another Starbucks. Not that we needed another one, but <laughs> A&W went out, and I asked the owner, I said, hey, can we have those, those booths, you know? And so my son Ashton and I, the guy said yes, it was 9 o'clock. And we were in front of this place until 3 in the morning. They were infested with, with all kinds of bugs and spiders. Oh. You would think they had been in the desert or something. It was so gross. 
and we totally refurbished them. We sanded them, cleaned them, fumigated them, painted them, you know, got rid of the gum, and we have a full diner. And actually, a cool thing is, on our Facebook, we've never had a celebrity, you know, like anything or share anything, but Bill Murray liked and shared our diner today. And I don't know where that will go, but I love Bill Murray, so I thought that was really cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to see it. You know, when there's something creative like this gets out on the internet, you never know where it goes. That's the best part. I love it. Yeah. Maybe he'll hear it on your radio. Maybe Bill Murray will show up and eat in our diner. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Maybe maybe he'll be a new character of some sort that people can look at through the window, and he'll just be sitting there oddly. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird, man, if you were in a haunt and you said, oh, my gosh, that's Bill Murray. And they have a Bill Murray zombie. Martin. <laughs> I love Steve it. Martin's there. <laughs> First of all, can I park? Are okay. you in a neighborhood on like a cul-de-sac? <laughs> how, how, how are you, am I going to be able to navigate to your house? Or what's the, what's the very beginning? Take us from the very beginning approaching the house. I'm going to actually – I'm going to let Ashton answer the one question about how to navigate to our house because this is kind of cool. Go ahead. Tell them how, if you lived in Ladera, what you would say on your phone. So, if you lived in Ladera and you have an iPhone and go in Surrey, if you see amusement parks, Mystic Motel will come up and it'll give you directions to our house. Oh, yes. That was an accident. I don't even know who did it. One of our followers put us on, uh, what is it? Yipe or something? Oh, um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Well, we're on Wikipedia, but someone put us in. I can't even think of the name of it, but it's it's on Google, and it's how the iPhone searches, you know, and stuff. So, someone put us in there as Halloween, Halloween Dark Ride. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So we always tell people that, and um, and if you watch the video from last year on Theme Park Review, if you typed in Theme Park Review site and you looked at the video that they did, um, you'll see that originally when we did the, you know walk through you were in a complete darkness and then it said it all started on a dark deserted road not far from the highway and it was just pitch black and this year we're adding a special effects q-line video we've been shooting it all summer so we we just finished shooting it and i'll tell you what man since you guys are our first radio interview we're going to give it to you guys we're going to give you guys the link for your listeners a day or two earlier than Ooh. everybody else gets it. Um, after Halloween, we're going to release it. But right now, it's only in the queue line. But this Saturday, we're shooting a diner, the diner scene with, or Sunday, with Jack Turner, who's the, you know, fictional character that's the owner of Misty Motel, and his best friend, who's trying to convince him to open the Mystic. So it's like circa 1959. <laughs> the government plant above the mystic explodes. I'll get into right. that in a second. Right. So we're we're shooting that, but now that's going to be released on the only social media and the internet. So we'll give it to you guys for your listeners first. Oh, that's oh, great. It's going to be released in a couple weeks. Everybody's yeah. going to love that. I've been seeing some stills in, in some of the behind the scenes of this, and I'm so excited that you're adding not only like a walkthrough interactive queue area, but an actual preview video, a pre-show video. Yeah. <laughs> to this. this is yeah, it's, man. It's great. That's awesome. It's a whole movie. You know, our goal is to um, take Mystic Motel commercial and um, get out of the house just so we have more room to do stuff and get a real 100%, you know, professional ride, you know, and, and versus the home built one. And, um, but for a home build, it is pretty amazing. We used a steel, it's a quarter inch, 
six steel track that was built by the company that had a hand in building some of the submarine track for Disney. Oh. And um, they, you know, took us in with open arms and helped us out. We were lost in 2013. We had no idea how we were going to make anything work, um, let alone make the ride car work, you know. And now the challenge of making three work yeah. is, is a lot more. I'm always, you know, one foot in and one foot is, I swear, it's in like a ceiling fan and I'm just going around the room at 100 miles an hour. Jeez. Um, but we'll figure it out. It's always a miracle when we open. It's always like, oh, my gosh, we did it. <laughs> we actually did it because we don't have a crew. It's just us. Yeah. You know, we have we have uh, a couple helpers that will give us a day or two, but we don't have a crew. You know, so we're always, me and Ashton are in the garage working around the clock, and then he'll go to bed, and I'm in there, you know, wow. and so – well, what and, um, is your background in order to know how to do this? Because, I mean, th- I'm sure this takes some good engineering skills to be able to put together a dark ride, especially with three cars running on it. I uh, have no engineering background at all. I come from the gaming space. I was uh-huh. an, I've always been an entrepreneur. I owned an entertainment company that, you know, back in the day we did DJing, bands, and all that good stuff. And uh, got out of that, and somehow I fell into gaming. It's a long story. We don't need to get into it to bore you, but <laughs> got into gaming for casino gaming and got really good at branding stuff, like branding products and product lines. And so when Ashton asked me to build a ride for so many years, and I said no, finally I said yes. And we didn't have a name yet, but then once I got the name, we both fell in love with it, and the theme all fell into place. And after that, I was like, man, we got to do something big with this. <laughs> but I never had, I've never been handy. My, I can hang a picture. That's it. And my <laughs> wife asked me to do something. I wouldn't know how to do it. I would just hire somebody. Now, I don't know what happened. It's almost like I got transformed while I was in the motel, too. Because, I mean, I couldn't build something that was perfectly straight. Don't get me wrong. It helps that this is an abandoned motel. Right. You that the theme is, is a basement. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It helps a lot, you know, and Ashton is good at, at beating the heck out of stuff in there, making it look good too. I mean, we, the signs in the diner, a lot of them came brand new and, and he beat them up with some shading and the, the ride car was definitely the challenge though, trying to make the motor work. And I got to say my neighbor next door to me, um, the day before Halloween, 2013, I had said, okay, we got the motor in, but now we got to make something start and stop it. And he's the one that stayed up till three or four in the morning that night before Halloween and put in a remote switch, you know, to make it work, you know, so a big thank you going out to Gary Fox, you know, and and my extra neighbor. And so we had a lot of help, Eddie, Ralphie, um, great woodworker designed our ride car with us. Good friend of mine, you know, designed it with the curve. And I thought it looked like a sleigh on wheels. And we wanted the back to be really tall so people had that eeriness of, is there someone behind me? Yeah, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> and we also didn't want to turn around and see anything that we did, you know, <laughs> right. from behind. I've been really impressed just with what I saw online, and, and I'm sure that, like, it's so much better even in person. You know, like, videos never do the thing justice. But I was impressed by, you know, the different motion-activated lights and scenes that would trigger as you go by. I mean, this is just like something you would see in a theme park, but, you know, right in somebody's neighborhood. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, everything's automatic. You know, our biggest goal was, you know, not to need actors, especially in the ride. You don't want anybody to get hurt. 
and, you know, run around. So there's no actors in the ride. Everything's automatic. And then the walkthrough, and it's the whole backstory of this, you know, there was a, so you're in Mystic Valley and high above the Mystic Motel, there was a government research center. And one night while everybody was enjoying the amenities of the motel, the research center blew up and the research center was working on a bomb that when they drop it on people, it would freeze them in time. So say we drop it on China in the fifties, they're going to be stuck in the fifties and we're going to progress in technology. So, um, one night the research center blows up and the massive gases come barreling down the valley across the street into the mystic. And it doesn't ruin the place. Doesn't blow up the windows, but it moves everybody and they totally transform. And now they're on vacation forever, whether they like it or not. So motel closes down, Rumors start circulating that strange sightings and long forgotten voices echo through this mystic and kids are exploring it and people are looking around. So the whole theme, which we really nailed, we will nail it this year because we've been working on it since April and the movie will also help tie it in. See, this is like, I think, a dream come true for so many people who listen to this show who love theme parks. They would love to do something like this, to actually have a real theme park ride in their home that they design, and then the success of having a two-hour line of people waiting for it is fantastic, EB. I love it. That's that's very cool, and I would, I would love to just have it in my neighborhood, but you know, that yeah. I could go visit it or I could just see it. Now, you did mention this a couple of times, Scott. How are your neighbors taking this are they are your neighbors cool do you have one grumpy neighbor is this gone to the city you know zoning board yet because that's got to be coming right a lot of the home haunters that we've talked to before they get through those first two three years and then finally the curmudgeon shuts you down is that going to happen this year what's going to happen the planet of doom yeah that's (laughs) so we have uh the planning department of Um, doom (laughs) Yeah, they're planning and I'm praying. Um, God bless. <laughs> so we have um, great neighbor. Our neighbors in our – so let me tell you about our street. Action, you know what? You tell them about our street. Don't answer those questions yet. I'll answer those, but you tell them about our street, about how cool it is on Halloween. Tell them about it. So our street is very cool on Halloween. One person does – they always base it on a movie. So last year they did Alice in the Wonderland. The year before they did um, – uh, well, this year they're doing Pan, and they did multiple other movies. Mm-hmm. And our other neighbor does, it's called Death Valley Camp, where they decorate it so good. So they, they all, they make their props. His, the guy's like an engineer, so he makes his own props. So there's hands popping up. There's spiders that come down on you, on your head. Flipped over cars in his driveway. Yeah. He actually forklifts <laughs> wow. his car to make it upside down. <laughs> So the whole street is nuts. So they're going to have to shut down the whole street. And lots of parties. <laughs> lots of parties. Yeah, the, the, the neighbors, you know, we had, I went out at one point, if you go on our Facebook page, at Misty Motel on Facebook, and you go on there, and you, I think it's it says um, the Mystic Motel cam, Halloween cam or something. Yes. There was actually a lady out there selling, she was selling drinks, and she had a full cart. Wow. She was, like, selling all kinds of stuff. And there was a guy, another neighbor sells coffee. He's not there anymore, but he was on. He he had a booth selling coffee. He just opened his booth. <laughs> and, You're like uh, a little park. You've got a lemon chill guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dipping dots, you know. And um, it, it, you know, as far as the city goes, 
you know, we're in, we're in county, we're on county land. Well, there is a county, um, the county of Orange. So we don't have, we're not really a city. So I'm assuming that might help a little. Um, the funny thing is, is, you know, they kind of, we've kind of flown under the radar and, and this is our third year. We're thinking this is probably our last year. So people should probably come see it. Cause yeah. I don't think there's a way to get the ride anybody to have a ride at their house approved. I just don't think it's possible. Our walkthrough is fully, I mean, everything is fully up to standards. It's all fireproof and everything. But as far as getting a ride approved for your right. for home use, I don't think it's even possible. I don't think yeah. there's even anybody that can do it. Um, we're working with some people and we have some big news coming up that we may need to schedule a call with you guys for. Um, but we're working on some stuff that we can't announce yet. But it's huge, um, very big. Um, I love the name drop right now, but I promised I wouldn't. But we will tell you guys, you know, when the time is right and we feel like it's going to be put together. Yes. But we're hoping this is our last year in our house, at least, and that we will be able to fully have everything correct. And what we're thinking of doing is finding some billionaire, Mark Cuban, uh, <laughs> somebody out there. After this, we would we would like to auction off the ride to somebody for home use, not for commercial use, for home use, and have a good big chunk of it go to charity. Oh, and yeah. Go to the charity for the vets. That's so great. we'll put that out there. You know, I don't know for sure what we're going to do, but that's what we're thinking. Because I think that after this year, it's going to be too big. I think we're going to outgrow it. And even though we'll want to do it, I don't think we're going to be able to. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to do it and get shut down. That would really stink. Sure. Now, will you, know? you go Will you go commercial? Are you going to go to a bigger space? Will you lease a, a, a space and build this out and try to do it, you know, completely on the up and up and legit? So we would only do it that way for sure. Right. And we're thinking um, we have two different models. So we're either going to go really big, which I can't tell you what it's going to be yet, but you will, it'll be the most unique thing you've heard, but it will involve, of course, you know, a theme like we have, and it'll be mystic motel. So the fallback plan is to go small scale and lease some space and have it be open. Like most haunts are where you're open, like the last weekend of September Mm -hmm. all the way through, you know, the first weekend of November. And then maybe Christmas, you do a little something and it would be a ride as well. Wow. You know, it'd be a, one would be an all-out ride that would be just blow your mind, and the other one would be more of a let's stick to our roots dark ride. But, you know, we've been talking to a manufacturer of smaller dark rides that would do something for us that would be fully permittable and not be home-built. Cool. Well, you that's know, good. We I think the I, theming. That's, that, that's definitely your, your all's thing, I think, is that you are doing a dark ride. We've talked to plenty of home haunters who put out the decorations or do a walkthrough or, or something like that in their garage, their basement, their yard. But what's so special, I feel like, about you is that you're doing an actual get on and sit down and move through on a track dark ride. That's so cool. Well, actually, speaking of that, tell people where you are because it sounds like this is an ongoing thing, but this is the year, I think, to see it in its current incarnation so where where can people find you so we are in ladera ranch and um i can just give people the street number because they definitely see it so we're on lewiston court in ladera ranch that's l-e-w-i-s-t-o-n ladera ranch california ladera ranch is in mission viejo everybody around here knows that we have people come from as far as simi valley riverside um tustin i mean 
my uncle comes from Boston, but he's my uncle, right? So can't really <laughs> use that. We had a guy who says he's going to come from Ireland. We'll see if that happens. He's yeah. the same guy that did our Wikipedia, which was really nice of him. <laughs> but um, our first open night, actually, I'll just send people to our, our Twitter at Mystic Motel um, on Twitter, and our open nights are on there. But our first open night is going to be on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And then we're open the 30th, the 31st, and the 1st, and the 2nd. The 2nd is our Haunter's Night. So we're expecting uh, lots of people. That's usually a, a weird night. You know, it's dead, and then all of a sudden a big group shows up, and then it's dead, and then a big group. But last year we had the guys from NOS there, Queen Mary. Wow. We had some Disney people show up. <laughs> and um, we had a, a Disney um, financier show up from, um, where do they live, what? Ohio, is it? Ohio? I think it's Ohio. And uh, that's, that's what sparked up the idea for us to uh, go commercial, and it didn't work See? out with them. But um, we found some other people that are interested in some more ideas, and we've been working on it. And we can't wait to share it. Yeah. Seriously, I hate holding secrets. It's well, that's terrible. all right. As soon as Thanks. you're ready to let that secret go, give us a call. Yep. We'll, we'll have you on right as soon as you're ready, and, and we'll start talking about it. Cool. This, this is yeah, really so the deal. For people who for people who aren't going to be able to make it in person, where can we find you online to keep up with the news, to see all the videos and all and track all the progress? And are you is the Kickstarter still live? Can we still contribute? Can people still help out? I would love them to, but the Kickstarter's gone. But if they really feel like, man, I need to help this thing, <laughs> feel free to contact us, and we will take your money because yes. we could use it. I mean, awesome. every bit of it. We'll be put to use. And um, Ashton, you want to tell them our Twitter and, you know, we're on Twitter, Facebook. So if you want to keep up with all of our news, you can go on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, and Yahoo. Well, we are so excited for you guys, and we're going to be keeping an eye on things and uh, hopefully have you back on real soon when you've got some more news. But uh, congratulations. It's Mystic Motel. We've been talking with Scott and Ashton. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Sounds good. Have a great night, guys. God bless. EB, I'm sitting here with my Reed's Ginger Brew Butterscotch Beer, enjoying <laughs> that. No, I, I'm, well, actually, I do have it here, but but no, it's so fun. Like, I love Halloween. I know you do, too. This is something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to build a ride, but just I don't have the know-how. But now you think about it, Scott was saying he kind of just made it up as he went along, too. So he, he did a fantastic job in two-hour lines to see his creation. That's great. I think it's great. You all you need is some sort of eight year old kid to inspire you. Yes, that, apparently that's all it takes, and then you just got to do it and be a good dad. I love it. I, love hey, it. Not, I, I, I do like that he's very smart in that he does a haunters exclusive night. Yeah, we should do that, Mike. We should do like, hey, people who really know a lot about podcasting, you should have like a special night with. It's like it's like you're inviting in the people that have the influence. I think he's secretly interviewing for a job, Mike. I love it. I love. It. Well, you heard like the Disney people were coming by. The like, yeah, the guys. That's not smart. very far. That's like, smart. You never know, man. That could be like a new career for him, you know? And, and apparently new, big things are happening, so we're going to look for changes. New announcements, I guess, from yes. uh, the Mystic Motel coming yeah. up soon. It sounds like it's coming right here to the show, too, which is great. So we'll hear all about that. We want to thank everybody who participated in the show this week, everybody who was in the Park Hopper segment. We are looking yeah. forward to that for next week. Next week's Park Hopper uh, Park is going to be Lake Compounds. 
Uh, oh, that's okay. So, that's another good one. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about late compounds. If it's you another have... one that I kind of know a little bit about, but not enough. And I, th- I actually feel like I could speak pretty well about Six Flags Great America at this point. And yeah. I, I'm hoping that that's what this park hopper is going to do for everybody. Yeah, I think so. So hopefully, you know, if you've never been to these parks before, it gives you enough info on what to do. So late compounds is the park next week. Uh, send us your voicemails uh, by going to your phone, recording it on your MP3 and sending us. Or go to Facebook or email us at feedback at coasterradio.com. Yes. We want to thank everybody who's been listening, but especially those who have been supporting the show at patreon.com slash coaster radio. That's right. We love that. You guys go on there, patreon.com slash coaster radio. We beat, we made our goal, our most recent goal of bringing a, a, a listener game to the show. And we've got to get a new goal up there soon, Mike. But if you guys want to kick in two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, we got perks. We got cool little things that happen behind the scenes, exclusive content, all that good stuff. Patreon.com slash coaster radio. And we especially want to thank our friends at that $20 pledge level. Uh, yes, they are Rick Burnley, Christine from Georgia, Jeff Homestead, Todd Houts, Brian Cosson, Matt from Yorkshire, Brian Platt, Paul Purvis, and Steve Romanchek. Yes, and our honorary executive producers, Nathan Slater, Brian Wackler, and our good friends at CoasterAddict.com. Yes, thanks to everybody who has just made the show what it is. We really do appreciate it. This is the fun time of year. It's a nice, cool temperatures. You get out there, get to ride some roller coasters, get to see some haunts. It's beautiful. We love it. It's great, and I'm looking forward to some more haunt voicemails from you guys. So record some audio from a haunt that you're visiting this weekend and send it to us at feedback.coastradio.com, and we will play it next week. Yes, we've got a fun show for you next week as well. Another Park Hopper segment, maybe another interview, and a bunch of other fun stuff. It's the original Theme Park Podcast. We're coasterradio.com. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For coasterradio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.